All right, gentlemen, are we ready? We are ready. Welcome to the episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I am joined this week by the one true Ben and Mike. And uh, very special guest star Ethan Cordray will probably be joining us a little bit later at some point of technicaldifficultiespod.com. I'm sure he'll introduce himself again when he gets here. Um, we are recording remotely thanks to the fact that, you know, there's still a whole pandemic on everybody. Um, and heck, even when the stay-at-home orders get lifted, um, probably still stay home for a few for a few weeks if you can, just because probably going to be lifted a little too early. <laughs> Might want to watch the case the caseload and things along those lines. Stay smart, please. Um, <clears throat> obviously, like if you if your place of work opens up and they're and you know. And they say come in. I mean, you kind of have to, but you might still want to try to maintain slightly reclusiveness for a little bit. Of course, this is coming out. Wash your hands. Yeah, continue to wash your hands. Continue to wear a mask because that's actually for other people because you can potentially be an asymptomatic carrier. If there's and if both an asymptomatic, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say if somebody is. uh... Excitedly counting down the days until they can stop washing their hands. I don't know what the hell's the matter with them. <laughs> Nerds everywhere going, Yes, I can go back to being my old uncouth self. I don't think so, but still, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Oddly enough, um, seeing some information where if an asymptomatic carrier and someone with, uh, you know, who is vulnerable are both wearing masks, the odds of getting you know, of, of it transmitting go from like 70% to under five or 10%. Yeah. It, like sure. I, I, I saw the same thing. I think it was just a Facebook meme, but I have no, but like, there's still like, if you're wearing a mask, it protects you a little bit. If the person who's sick is wearing a mask, it protects you a lot more. If you're both wearing a mask, it help it protects you the most. Right. And even if it's not, you know, a full, full, you know, hazmat level and 95 or K and 95 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so long as you, as you know, as precautions are taken on both sides. I believe N95 um, and as in Nancy is the official best version of the, like the, right. the high grade professional masks. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Ben. And, uh, the and those are ordinarily, I think, only designed to be used once. But uh, yeah, they're they're designed them. for, for like yeah, single use or at least like they're they're not reused. They're they're not the sort of thing you're supposed to reuse. Apparently, the guy who invented them came out of retirement to try and find a way to sanitize them and for reuse. Like he he was done. He he was done inventing stuff, and he was like, you know. I'm going to try and work on this because I got nothing better to do. And, you know, there's a pandemic on. That sounds like the uh, premise for a movie where it's like, damn it, Johnson, you're the best mask maker this side of the, of the river or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just one more. One more for old time's sake. 
pulling me back in. It's really there are a lot of there there are a lot of stories of of retired of people who are retired coming out of retirement to do thing during pandemic with their gen the with, with their yeah with their general um with their general thought being well you know I was good at this once um and <laughs> that's a long time ago well no, it's it's I was good at this once it's not exactly hard to pick back up and if I get sick and die I'm old like mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of people a lot of like retired doctors have been like you know yes i'm at, yes i'm at higher risk for death but you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm at decently high risk for death whether i'm working in the medical field or not and i might as well help people right yeah right. there's a um there, there's a i forgot the the name but i read a story like that a week or so ago about someone who was actually a uh, was an astronaut at one point who then became a uh, a doctor afterwards and is just was just like you know doing all this like volunteering and stuff like just doing all this stuff to help out um and right. that's kind of that's kind of what he said to his you know to his grown his grown daughter basically it's like well i'll be as careful as i can but um like if you know like if i die i die this is like the most meaningful thing i can possibly do so i don't want to just sit around on my hands when people need me the most mm-hmm. right so it's you know yeah, short and- but at the same time it's you know it's inspiring that people are throwing you know uh, well, not exactly caution the wind because they're being careful, but you know, taking calculated risks to help other people. Yeah, right. And that, and that's better. You know, it's one of those things that's better to have when you become Facebook famous on there as you know, hey, you know, I can help. I'm going to go do these things. You know, and then you know, then you read the obituary as opposed to ah, this is all a hoax. I'm going to go to church or I'm going to go, you know, go do things that way I normally do. Oh, I've got a fever, and then you know, there's an obituary. <laughs> you're gonna go out might as well go out looking looking you know like you made like you made a difference as opposed to looking like an idiot you're gonna go out go out looking like a boss mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> all right so um by the way if i if if i if if anyone hears me coughing or bleh, um it's still allergies everyone Apparently, I have a mild case of bronchitis because I went to the doctor because I'm trying to be a responsible human being. And they're like, no, you, uh, I mean, officially, we can't rule out COVID-19 without a test. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're not presenting enough of the symptoms. I'm not presenting anywhere near enough of, a, of the symptoms to get a test or for mm-hmm. that matter, for e- to even make the doctor think that I might have COVID-19. I appear right. to have some mild up, upper respiratory bug, but I'm wearing a mask yeah. in public because who knows? I might be an asymptom, an, an either asymptomatic carrier or very light symptomatic carrier. And I'm it, is al- it is allergy season. Yeah, it's also yeah. allergy season, and I always develop a cough in in, in spring. Right. So. Well, and I think that's the thing is, is being responsible. It's like I might have it, I might not. I'm gonna not gonna take those chances. Yeah. You know? I mean, I haven't, I haven't been able, I haven't been able to put in my 14 days leave for work, but I'm also <laughs> being, uh, you know, as as conscientious as I can. Oh yeah. We were going to talk about something else today, weren't we? Oh yeah, we were. Um, so, <laughs> um, 
now that we've talked about the human malware a little bit, uh, why don't we go go to the subject at hand? Normally, this would be where we uh, we would have a segment wherein we would do a signal boost of things that we've been interested in and looking at at and such. Um, but that's pretty much this going to be this entire episode. Um, because yeah, pretty much nothing hey, else is having... going on. <laughs> Good timing. Hi, Ethan. Hi. So we already intro- we already told people that you were coming, but you can uh, introduce yourself from here. Hey, I've come. Here comes uh, a new it's challenger. Ethan Cordray <laughs> uh, of the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast, technicaldifficultiespod.com. I actually said all of that earlier for you, but you got it. You got plugged. Well, I just today. had to make sure. Yeah. Here comes <laughs> a new challenger. Uh, so um, we figured since last time... Um, we our subject matter was kind of heady and Deep. and and a little and a little morose. Maybe we we do we talk about things we've been enjoying for recently. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> uh, so our gen- this is signal boost the episode talking about stuff we've been watching, playing, working on, etc. Talking about interesting things that have built like this is. Random, r- random content. The episode, but in a play- now playing the episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down for it. Spoiler of the week, um, which is semi cogent to something that I'm sure we're going to talk about. Aerith may or may not be dead. Ben coined the term. NPC. Mm-hmm. It is serious. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I thought that I might uh, start uh today's episode with the saga of neil trying to get a new computer um (laughs) because this is this is that anything like the saga begins by weird al yankovic um long long. time ago Um, (laughs) (laughs) um so as i mentioned like two or three episodes back now I was re- I'm in the process of trying to reclaim my uh, my PC Master Race membership card by getting a new computer, a new gaming rig. Um and it's been it's been just a a universal nightmare. Um about a month ago, I finally assembled the parts. Uh you know, plugged everything in, put everything together. And tried to turn it on, and the machine would not post to BIOS, which, uh, for those of you who are not tech-savvy, that means it wouldn't turn on. Have you tried turning it on? Oh, wait. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> at all, as the in, fans, like, hardware problems. Like, the fans would turn on, and the RGB on the RAM would light up, and there was a little bit of, there was an LED on the board, and that would all light up. Uh, but it wouldn't beep, and uh, nothing would come out of the screen. Um, so I said, well, crap, it sounds like I probably have a mad, bad motherboard or a bad processor, and I don't really have the necessary... Um, Tools? I don't have the necessary uh, stuff to really test to see what's not working right, so I'm going to have to send them both back and get them both replaced, which I did. Uh, then, uh, 
fast forward uh, about three weeks, uh, new motherboard and new processor arrive. And I'm building things and uh, I'm reassembling things. And I install the CPU's heatsink um, sort of upside down. Um, like there's like it, it can only go in in one of two orientations. And theoretically, either orientation is entirely valid. However, with one orientation, the uh, a little tab on the fan sticks out over one of the uh, dim slots for my RAM. And so it's not one of the ones I was going to be using, but if I ever want to upgrade my RAM to use all four slots, I'd have to take the heatsink off at that time to be able to install new RAM. Yeah, so you want to do it right the first time. Yeah. So I'm... So I get really mad at myself. I take the thing off, um, the 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 heatsink off, and I don't have any uh, ad additional thermal paste. And so I say, you know what? Screw this noise. I don't want to have to deal with it anymore. I'm I'm still working. I'm an essential employee at business that I try not to mention during the podcast due to agreements with the business. Um. <laughs> And, um, and as such, I'm just going to take this, my, th all these components to a computer stop shop and say, build me my machine, please. Thank you. <laughs> I will Thank pay you. you money so that I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> I'll pay you do money to do things better than I can. Yes. And they were like, we are happy to take your money and do things better than you th th than, than you can. And they put everything together on their test bench, and they say, "Well, Neil, your graphics card, your CPU, and your motherboard are both dead." Weren't these the things that you replaced? These are the things I just replaced. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, really? Well, that just royally sucks. Um, tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and return these new ones to Amazon. How much will it cost me to have you replace them versus me ordering them from Amazon? They were like, it's going to cost you $50 more than Amazon. It'll cost you to buy them off Amazon. I said, okay, you buy them this time so that that way if things don't work, you can get it replaced and I don't have to think about it. Um, and they said, okay. Um, processor arrived this last Friday. Motherboard arrived yesterday. They put everything together today. And I got a call from them okay. saying, so Neil, your power supply is not working correctly. It mm. is not supplying enough power. Um, <laughs> which leads me to believe perhaps that may have been the problem with the first motherboard and, and processor combo. Yeah, like, they, could have, they, they probably were working just fine but I wasn't getting enough power to the uh, to yeah. the board to make everything post. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I'm doing an RMA process with EVGA, the makers of my power supply, to get things uh, up and running because uh, store because computer store doesn't have like while they could do have power supplies that they could sell me. Um, they don't have any that are 80 plus gold rated, which is an efficiency standard that I really want. Um, and it'll be faster for me to RMA things with the manufacturer, which is what I'm doing. Um, so at this point, I've got an RMA started. I should be getting another new power supply 
in the mail probably in the next four to five days. And hopefully I will actually have a new computer by next week. Hmm. Fingers crossed. As they Fingers say. crossed. Upside, so, uh, uh, my new my new 4K monitor arrived in the mail today. I should really probably plug it in and make sure it works. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, given what you've gone through so far. Yeah, so what did you um what do you think you would um <clears throat> want to put on, you know, use first as a uh, test run for your new shiny system when it, you know, functions? Um well, the payoff as it were. Um there 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 are a few games that I've uh, wanted to play for a while. Um I can't remember if I funded both of them or not on uh No, I still, um, so the game that I will most likely install and play first is actually an older game. Um, and by older game, I mean three years old, but it, uh, it was the first game I bought, um, where my computer wasn't actually able to run it. And I was surprised and irritated by this fact. Right. It was the first game where my computer started to show its age. Oh, is that the Doom? Was that Doom? No, no, it was not Doom Eternal. My, my, um, I definitely want to pick up Doom Eternal because um, I was running Doom 2016 without a, without a hitch. Actually, like my computer runs Doom like a champ. However, what it can't run is Prey, um, which I would really like to play. Is that the that's the remake of the the 2005 game? Um, no, Prey, this was Prey, which was the spiritual successor to, uh, to System Shock 2. Oh, okay, it's just another game called Prey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize there was another one. And it's, it's, it's technically just at the edge of my computer's, uh, performance capability. Like, I can even actually technically boot it up and run it on my, on my current rig, but it runs into a lot of problems because I'm actually just below the minimum the, the minimum system requirement. Well, that's mm. another thing about getting a new uh, computer or a new gaming rig is that it's very therapeutic to take a game that you could kind of like run on middling settings, you know, and then yeah, just max everything just out. And make it, yeah. yeah. Screw you, man. Uh, it's like, it it's like leveling up, like yeah. leveling up and going back to like a boss that was <laughs> beating the crap out of it. And it's not even like not even a challenge at all. Yeah, the other nice. game that I plan on picking up and playing uh, is Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Cool. Um, which I also significantly wanted to play, but found out I couldn't. I mean, like, my, my current rig was able to play the first level, but it fell apart when, I tried to, when it tried to run the cutscene after the first level. Oh. The first level no. was a lot of damn fun, too. You know what that reminds me of? This is this is pretty, you know, dated by today's standards, but you guys remember the days of demo discs for like PlayStation oh, yeah. 2 it games? It very much shit? felt like I got to play the yeah, demo. Yeah, exactly. The game. You're like, oh, it's like getting a demo disc and having a game you're super jazzed for, but it's not out yet or you don't have the money or whatever the case is, right? And you just keep playing that same fucking level over and over again. Yep. I got to I got to play the level where I was BJ Blaskowitz rolling myself around in a wheelchair in a submarine and shooting Nazis. <laughs> because this is Wolfenstein and um 
Well, you shoot a lot that's, of Nazis. That's what you do. <laughs> that's funny. It's still the right. uh, same protagonist because when you when you said uh, the new Colossus that subtitle, I was like picturing BJ like like climbing those things from Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the ultimate crossover. <laughs> Well, hell, one of them could be oh. Mecha Hitler. Look at that synergy. I, I nice. could, I would play that game. I mean, technically, you kill Mecha Hitler in, uh, in the first, in Wolfenstein 3D. So yeah, it's like halfway through the game. It's not even oddly enough. He's not the end boss. That's kind of counterintuitive. Some water, real quick. So um, I will shut up and let someone else talk for a little bit. All someone right, start talking. So, Mike, what are you obsessing over? Uh, well. I um I plowed through Ozark super quick. Um it's a great show on Netflix. Um it's something I'd heard people, you know, buzzing about, uh, but I never for, for whatever reason I didn't get around to it. I mean I well, for I mean, one thing is just there's so many hours in the day. Like, right. Right. There's such a long list of shows. I mean it's a good problem to have, like having a, a list of quality shows uh, on the on your streaming services of choice that you don't you know they're all good and you just don't have the time for um but yeah it's um well i mean of course it's it's a little surreal because it takes place in the ozarks where i actually live um but yeah it's um it's uh starring and executive produced by jason bateman and um it's he's a he's a good actor in general he's often in a lot of like funny stuff so it's kind of interesting to see him play like a more dramatic you know, a more dramatic role mm-hmm. and uh, also tend to see him in movies as opposed to series. Um, so that's kind of different too. Um, the, uh, there's uh, three seasons. I'm not sure exactly when the third season came out, but it was like a relatively new edition. I think like within a week or so of when that dropped is when I started getting into the show. And that's kind of what brought it back on my radars. You know, hmm. Netflix always likes to put a bug in your ear when it's like, Hey, this is a thing that you looked at or that is trending or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I, you know, I can't get too into details without discussing plot stuff. There's a lot of twists and turns. so I won't do that, but I can just say in general terms, this is kind of like a, uh, a patented geek fan anthology first half of a movie review, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we're talk <laughs> right. about it in general terms um what appeals to me what's interesting and stuff and i mean obviously um i mentioned you know jason bayman he's cool um there's a lot of other great um laura lenny plays his wife there's a lot of great acting in it and stuff but um the writing is really smart it's it's downright shakespearean in how a lot of stuff happens and hmm. um some people were giving uh parallels to Macbeth. um not unlike sons of anarchy yeah well you know it's one of those things like you know it's um whether intentional or not um both due to the classic ubiquitous uh nature of shakespeare and just his his pure um um prolificness like it's Mm -hmm. bound to happen but um the style of it is really interesting like it has this feel where like mm-hmm. everything is kind of surreal like with like the the filter like the the filter in the way things are like filmed and stuff like people are to i don't know it's it's hard to put into words like it's kind of like there's uh this kind of like um there's this kind of like uh ominous nature to things like with the lighting and the and the just the feel with a lot of scenes and how things are shot and it's uh it's interesting uh it kind of like just the the style in which it is um in which it's filmed kind of like really 
sells the world that you're in. Mm. Um, kind of like how, uh, you know, how if things to, to go on the other spectrum, like if things are cartoony and over the top, like say in a Borderlands game or something, like that kind of informs the universe, right? Right. And it's like this is kind of the other end of that, where it's like um, things being kind of grounded and bleak and everything kind of really like sell the whole like, mm. um, premise of the show. But um, basically, <clears throat> the uh, the core premise is that um, Jason Bateman's character is uh, was um, laundering money for a drug cartel. And they, they get into the specifics of that in the flashback in, in one of the episodes in season one. But the, the premise is that his back is against the wall and he just kind of like on the fly comes up with this plan to launder money in the uh, in like the Lake of the Ozarks region. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just one of those kind of like made it up as he went along things. And um, so there's this sense of urgency because it's like if basically... Um, he's given a, a test run to launder all this money, and if he doesn't, then he and his family will be killed. And so that's the premise. See, I recommend pretty- in general um, not working for people where um, the price for failure that's is death. True. Right? Where that's yeah, where that's a good policy. Yeah. If you can but, avoid that, it's 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 a it's it's hashtag career goals right there. Well, it's it's interesting <laughs> because in one of the episodes, it it, it does a flashback, um, like several years, and it kind of shows how that whole how that whole thing happened. You know, it wasn't just like, um, you know, person shows up and he's like, sure, sign me up. You know, there's like a, there's this whole kind of like back and forth as to how that was arrived at, and that's another interesting aspect of the show is like. Um, is the whole like family dynamic because it's him and his wife and their two kids and relatively early on like the kids find out what's going on so there's the whole Hmm. weird like um family dealing with crime angle you know um anyway uh it's a great it's a it's really great show and i i definitely recommend it cool so um sorry to, to briefly say something here Hearing a lot of thunder outside my window, so it's entirely possible my power might go out at some point. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing happens, some thunder I as well. Will, uh, if that happens, I'll I'll make sure to like put something to say something on my phone in Discord or something. But uh, in case something happens and like I cut out mid set, then yeah, you know it'll, it'll uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like that Wayne's World two thing where they like. Uh... You know, they, they do the ridiculous order where they're, like, cutting out their voice on purpose to try to screw with them. And then yeah. they inexplicably get the order perfect, and he's just stunned by it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. Having worked fast food, you get to you get to the point where you speak pretty fluent static. Yeah. Um, I was going to say fragments, but yeah, that works, too. <laughs> yeah. Stands to reason. Um. Yeah. In uh, in regards to other TV, um, I can highly recommend a show that I think I might have mentioned at one point previously on on this on the this the show, but um, it's on YouTube. It's a BBC show called Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Um, yes. Here is the basic premise of the show: um, five famous in England comedians. Um, are gotten together to do various wacky and random things. They are then scored and awarded 
kind of arbitrary points based off of how well they do their, how well they do whatever thing it was they that um, they were supposed to do that they were instructed to do. The thing that brought this that that brought this uh, to my uh, to my thought was um, one of the tasks that they were um, that they were assigned was to contact a pizza place and order an extra large vegetarian pizza with with pepperoni and bacon, no cheese, no tomatoes, with the proviso that they were not able that they were not allowed to say any of the words that I just used. <laughs> they couldn't say wow. pizza, extra large, vegetarian, cheese, pepperoni, bacon, or tomato. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that that that's to give you a taste of the sort of thing that they were are are told to do. Another thing, yeah. um, and some and some of it's also visual, like do something that will look impressive when played backwards because that's how we're going to watch it. Huh. Um, so it's like a British version of Jackass with a little more class. Well, it's not. It's not because <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not being just. They're not being dumbasses to each other. They are being. They are. They are specifically each, each person. All five comedians all do the same thing, hmm. but mm -hmm. like are, are like they are each assigned the same task. Yeah, they are performed mm -hmm. in, and filmed individually. They don't know what the other people did, which is why it's theoretically a competition. Yeah. Um, they're, and they're competing. The, the first task of each event is you have been told to bring in your most X item and it all goes into a prize pool. And then um, and whoever wins the day theoretically takes home all the prizes, although I assume probably backstage they're just re they're just redistributed. That's pretty funny. Um, like they were told, bring in your most um, satisfying item, and somebody made a crock pot full of fish chowder, and somebody <laughs> brought it. Like <laughs> it's just—it's a really interesting show. The first three seasons, uh, I'm sorry, first four seasons are up on YouTube on you on YouTube.com/slash/Taskmaster. Like this is their official BB. Like this is not. Yeah. This is this is not someone has pirated the crap and put it up. In fact, right now they're also doing quotes home tasking, where they are telling hmm. people do a thing, send us a video no more than a minute and thirty seconds long on Twitter, and the top ten we will put on our YouTube channel for you. Oh, that's funny. Um, in in an attempt to you know support people during uh, during the pandemic, their most recent home task was. Put something surprising under a sheet and reveal it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the, it, it's just been a lot of fun. And because ev the, other, the other thing is, it's all be it's being done by five like stand up stand up comedians, and there's a lot of banter and kibitzing over the videos while they're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's actually that that I have rather uniquely British sensibilities when it comes to humor. Um, but as a result, I have been quite enjoying like the, the observational comedy is associated with it as well. Yep. Right. <laughs> nice. That's very different, but that, uh, that reminds me a little bit of impractical jokers. Cause you have the, the group of, of uh, buddies that are, you know, uh, 
comedians or improv people or whatever, and then they're given silly tasks, you know. Mm -hmm. The main difference there is that uh, that's, you know, that's more about making an ass of yourself in public and messing with people where the the people aren't in on the joke, you know. Right. But by the way, I I cannot recommend that enough. Um, That's something I watched a while back, but that was just kind of on my radar, uh, just kind of vaguely, and I never really intended to get into it. I just on a lark just watched an episode and i'm like holy crap i can't stop watching impractical jokers this is <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my personal favorites is in the um on the very first bits uh in the, the first episode where they're um they're working the um working the counter at a uh, what is it a white castle yeah white castle restaurant and they just they have to say and do the most ridiculous things and one of them was uh he he would um, repeat back the guy's uh, or gal, whoever, the customer's order in this like royal decree voice. <laughs> like, oh, yes, the Lord will have the number two. With the... <laughs> and do like elaborate arm gestures and stuff. It's pretty great. Apparently, there's hmm. been a U.S. Uh, a version of, of Taskmaster as well. Uh, hmm. Which doesn't entirely surprise me, but and of course, yeah. nerds will on you know argue online about well, oh, the U.K. version was better. The U.S. version is better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. All I can really say is that um, I um, I've only watched the, the UK version, and apparently the US version got one eight episode series and season, and then was canceled unceremoniously. So, like two years ago, <laughs> no, I didn't know it aired on Fox. <clears throat> it wasn't on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny yeah, because usually the, the the British stuff is the stuff that's known for having short series. You know, well, yeah, yes, I was gonna say that. Technically speaking, the first series is only four episodes long, or no, it's it's I'm sorry, it's six episodes long. Uh, series right. two was five episodes long. Series three was five. Series four was a long one at eight episodes. Yeah, so well, um, the seri- the, uh, the trend continues. Then there you go. Very yeah, well. Right. Which yeah. is kind of funny. Also, about you the... have to keep. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it was kind of funny because British shows don't do seasons, they do series. Yes, I was about to say. You also have to keep in mind that when I say series one, series two, series three, I'm actually talking about it's really seasons, um, except mm-hmm. that's except they call them series in in, in uh, the UK. Like technically, like Mike Mike's brain will turn off here for a second, but but Doctor Who is in like series fifteen. I want to think I think right now or something along those lines. Well, Doctor Who really doesn't count the same way because Doctor Who is goes by both Doctors and series. Yes, but I'm saying that technically speaking, what is airing right now? What 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 has been airing was was episodes of series twelve, right? Yeah, because it's about the production schedule. When when using the the uh, when when using the proper British terminology for how they term their seasons, unsurprisingly, that is um, the the British version is a bit more of a precise and formal way to uh, refer to something. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah. So Ben, what have you been doing? I have been. Playing The Sims 4 um, for one part of my times yet. <laughs> yeah, no. As far as as far as uh, entertainment on shows and such, um, let's see. Kind of, kind of out there. 
Yeah, I don't know. Ben, are you talking at all? I suppose we wouldn't know if you were if you were. He is not transmitting right now. We have to turn it off and turn it back on again. I don't know yeah. if he's hearing us. I'll send him a Facebook message. And it can be, you know, it can if you're hearing this, man, it can be anything. Doesn't don't necessarily have to go with, uh, yeah. you know, a show or whatever, game, mm -hmm. book, whatever. That's one thing uh, I'm doing is is reading some more of my uh, big ass D and D um, art uh, like art and history book. I guess you could say the Art and Arcana big ass coffee table book. Oh yeah, is that like the one that's kind of like the history of D and D type thing? Yeah, yeah. It goes from the very beginning, like the first the uh, the very first box and the like the early advertisements and stuff, and goes all the way up to to fifth edition. And mm. yeah, it's it's pretty interesting stuff. And cool. the uh, the art it's interesting to see how <laughs> how far it progressed from like barely more than scribbles to the you know more modern stuff you see today right okay there we go hey yes, we can hear you again. Right. back all yeah, right the, i'm back we, we did lose you for a second but all right what's the last thing you heard um you were saying mm -hmm. well for entertainment i <laughs> yeah mo uh, mostly i've been doing uh games and writing uh, Fair enough. That's, you know, that's been the bulk of it. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing The Sims 4, and as per my normal habit, um, I went and got the Magic version. <laughs> um, and um, so that's been that's been a good you know way to you know put in a lot of my time. Um, then what else did I do? Um, you know, I've been working on. A variety of things. Um, book seven in the Demon's Apprentice series. Trying to get that done. Um, been working on trying to get my get a couple of superhero series done. You know, uh, as part of that as well. Trying nice. to get. Um, I've got one set in uh, in New Essex, my longest and dearest running game. Uh, that Ronan and I have been working on, and uh, called Checkmate. <clears throat> then I've been working on a new location, New Fall, uh, which has also been something of a, uh, you know, it's basically it's a, it's a new project. Cool. Um, so yeah, most of what I've been doing is, um, you know, is not watching TV. <laughs> But it's kind of funny because my girl being a productive uh, writer. How dare you? I know. This is not, I know. This is not the time. What a jerk! I know. Actually, this is exactly like, the time. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a bit of a journey uh, trying to work on multiple things at once. Um, you know, and the other thing that I tend to do is you know clean cars. You know, clean out the car. Uh, <laughs> You know, but most of the things I've been obsessing about are, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, Sims 4, I'm learning things like your Sims can now get sick. Uh, which, oh, that's a great, that's some great escapism right there. Right? <laughs> your, your Sims can now get sick. And, but the thing is, is that we, unlike real life, when your Sim gets sick, you can either brew tea 
uh, and usually heal yourself from those things, or just order medicine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, intriguing. Just like, and, and, yeah. that, and that's where the verisimilitude breaks down. <laughs> you don't have yeah, to go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go bankrupt. You have to wait for a fact, month and then be surprised by the fact that you no longer have any money of your own. <laughs> right, you no longer have a job. Uh, well, and the funny thing about the funny thing about Sims is that uh, in the Sims you can actually make a living as a writer from home. I was going to say. Uh, that would be the most meta thing ever for you to have a writer sim. I played a lot I of I have two. <laughs> nice. um, and, and almost invariably, um, I will end up having, uh, like, I always start a, I always start a family. And the mm-hmm. husband becomes a painter, mm-hmm. and the wife becomes a novelist, and neither ever actually leaves their home. Ever. Right? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's a possibility. I mean, with, with this one, um, I, yeah, usually I have a character who, in the family, who ends up becoming a, uh, you know, becomes a novelist. Mm-hmm. Um and I have a character, you know, and I've been, I've been basically um, trying out as many professions as I can find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's made it pretty interesting. Usually I will have the family's daughter live with them in their, in their ridiculously large house mm-hmm. for a novelist and a painter. Um, right. And she will frequently... Um, be the person who goes down every single career track. Like she will start <laughs> off, she will she will get a job as a fry cook, become a chef, and be like, okay, that was fun. I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna pursue medicine now. Right. And she hey. starts off as a as like an ER night shift nurse and works her way up to chief of chief of a of a of the board of the hospital. And then retires again. Also, I typically find a way to make all of my Sims immortal. Hmm. Well, yeah, you can just turn off. You can just turn off aging in this one. Um, you can't technically do that in Sims Three, but there are items that you can buy that reverse the aging process by a few days. Mm-hmm. And you can snake oil. Except they work. Um, right. Right. Well, and okay, so. I ended up getting the bad luck or good luck trifecta, depending upon your approach to the, to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my most recent one, uh, I had my character was in the astronaut profession. One of the things you have to do is up your logic skill, which means uh, one of the things you can get is the telescope. Now mm-hmm. in Sims 4, the telescope and the microscope are not these little bitty things you put in your backyard or on a table, the microscope and the telescope are big fuck off small buildings almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but if you use the mic, if you use the telescope, uh, between 10 PM and midnight, you can get abducted by aliens, which I did. You can get pregnant, which I did. And you can have twins, which I did all Wait, three in, in, that a, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> 
So your what was it? Your male sim got abduct, abducted and had twin and had twin alien babies. Correct. That's Correct. Uh, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So it's yeah, not a it's, it's just it's <laughs> not a tumor. So yeah, that was that was kind of weird. The the only upside to that is that if they are alien babies, you can send them back to their home world without remorse. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I'll charge you for <laughs> support. <Nope. laughs> the other thing that I frequently will do um, in in The Sims 3 is I will get the daughter of the family to fall in love with someone, get, to get a spouse, and then I will find a way to murder said spouse. Because one thing that everyone does in every Sims game is kill the Sims indiscriminately. Carol fucking Baskin. Most, most, uh, <laughs> I have not watched uh, Tiger King. I am happy to still be able to say. Um, right. That's, that's most, the most glorious train wreck, dude. You, you gotta check most, it out. Most common way, to, the, the, the most common way that everyone knows to kill uh, your Sims is to put in a, build a swimming pool. And then take get out your the Sim in the swimming pool and then take out the ladders. The Sim doesn't know how to grab a small ledge, so they stay in the pool until they drown. That's so silly. That's like Grand Theft Auto 3 when you couldn't swim, and it's like, oh no, you touch water, you are instantly dead. Yep. Like, meanwhile, you can get in car accidents and get shot a few times in the chest, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, just a flesh wound. Ethan, how have you been inter- entertaining yourself? Well, how have I been entertaining myself? Uh, I've been playing a lot of... You're a bastard who doesn't even have to go to work. Uh yeah, so we can yeah we can actually pre uh, prolog it with that that I don't have to work. Uh, so I have more free time than I know what to do with, which is a good problem to have. He works for a library lie. that is currently uh, that is currently closed. Correct. But he's and there's nothing I can do from home because everything I do for my job has to do with physically processing books. So right. uh, likewise, uh, I work for a company that um, if you cannot work from home and fit certain criteria, which I do, you can basically get paid for nothing. So I'm with you there. Pretty nice. Yeah. So anyway, I've been playing a lot of computer games. I've been watching some shows, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I guess a lot of Bob's Burgers, which is a great show. (laughs) Really, really fun, funny. And I really like it, especially because like most of the relationships on it are like really positive. Like it's a family that like they're really a lot of the it's interesting that they get co- a lot of comedy from really like positive depictions of the people uh you know being good people to each other. Yeah. Bob and Linda are, are almost as much relationship go- goals as uh, as uh, Gomez and Morticia Adams. They're pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that's a great show. And uh, also, when we can, uh, been watching uh, Clone Wars, Star Wars, Clone Wars. Uh, with Liv, we got to yes, and uh, we're in season four now, and like the writing and especially the animation have just gotten incredibly good. So, are you uh, are you watching it for the first time, or are you? Getting, yeah, are you same first it? time because okay. uh, I mean the, the final season's fin- just coming out, and we're kind of hoping we'd be able to get to it. Yeah. You know, while people were still talking about it and everything, but. It's kind of in slow going. We can't watch it because we want to watch it together. So we don't ever. So we don't like 
watch it when the other person isn't around. You don't want to stream cheat on one another. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk about relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, but uh, so it's a little slow going sometimes, but we got some, we got some fun episodes we've been watching that. By the way, I just want to throw out there. That's such a funny, like, that's such a funny touchstone for the time we live in is that like one of the romantic things that we do as couples is like, you know, like have the self-discipline to not watch the next episode of that show that we're supposed to watch. Together. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a romantic true. gesture. Right. In yeah, it's day true. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty interesting thing and very, 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 very real. So uh, we're doing that. We're playing a lot of video games. Some great stuff. Uh, tons of Magic Gathering Arena. The uh, new set just came out. Lots of fun. Oh, by the way, just speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of a uh, of a side effect of the pandemic, can you imagine like all the all the Magic players that like to physically play, and now they're all going to be buying the games? Like that must be a friggin' bumper crop for them on those uh, on those those digital versions. Yeah, it is. He's uh, literally got the gathering in the title for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and arena is a pretty is is a pretty good setup if you're if you only care about what's in standard. Yeah, I I play a lot of historic, which is all the cards well, in arena, so it's a little bigger standard, but a little bit bigger of a card pool than standard and uh, lots of fun. Yeah. At the same time, historic only goes back to what uh, what you call it? Uh the first set is Ixalan. Yeah, Ixalan. But uh, they're they're rolling out more. Like it's they're continuously rolling out more older cards for well. Mm-hmm. They're doing it every few months, so it stays fresh. Heck, I'm actually playing Magic the Gathering Arena right now. Oh, are you? So am I. Okay, I'll confess. <laughs> now, this Winata deck that is fun when it goes off, but it doesn't always go off just like right now I lose. Okay. <laughs> I'll focus up. But um also, I got a couple new games on the Switch. Yeah, I got. You're also yesterday. one of the lucky few people who has a Switch. Really? Like, you know, oh, um, yeah. So, so the Switch, uh, the Nintendo Switch, is a super hot uh, commodity right now. Oh, I believe it. Um, because well, you know, ain't nobody can leave the house. Yep. Um, and Animal Crossing came out. Yeah, Animal Crossing. I've not been. Well, playing. that is kind of funny, though, right, Neil? Because okay. one of the big selling points of it is that you can you can be on the go. You can That's right. leave the house. You can go. You can play it in the bathroom or the living yeah. room or the. There are kitchen. all these examples of like flying around and staying in hotels and shit. That's like, right. Nope, none of that applies right now. No. Uh, yeah. But I got a uh, I got a uh, tactics game called Octoon Cthulhu Tactics, which is based on a role playing game that I played. That's pretty fun. It's like a Cthulhu World War II thing. Cool. Uh, I got a little game called Ironcast, which is uh, like a match three game. But like when you match three, you get like uh, points that go into your like steampunk Victoriana mech that you use to fight other mechs. And then you shoot your <laughs> weapons, and raise your shields and charge your steam. That sounds like a Dagwood sandwich of nerd stuff. That's it's amazing. really good. Uh, it's kind of like a glorified uh, flash game. Oh, uh, I got it on sale on the, on the Switch store for like four bucks, uh, and it's extreme. Like the campaign is extremely short. That was the only thing that was disappointing about it. There's a little campaign mode, which is like the only mode for the game, and it's uh, it's really short. And I actually beat it in like two days. 
It's kind of a roguelike thing, so like if you lose, you start over, but you get to keep some of your like level up upgrades. Uh, I'll tell you what else you. I won like you the should, third uh, time I played it. So. You should buy for uh, your, um, for your Switch, Ethan. What? You need to buy Fight Crab. Fight Crab. Fight Crab. That's the name of the game. Okay. Um, and it. Uh, it, it it uh you can it's it's available for switch and uh you play as a giant crab battling other giant crabs for supremacy i suppose is there a psv version where you have to attack the massive crab and its weak point for massive damage um i mean <laughs> sort of I believe it. I believe it's available. I, it should be. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. It launches in summer 2020. It isn't quite available yet. Oh. <laughs> I remember seeing it. Um, here, here's the thing about Fight Crab. Um, you're playing as a giant crab, sure, but you also get to uh, you get to equip yourself with various weapons. Um, these weapons can be as more as mundane as swords to as uh, interesting as ICBMs or trucks. Yeah. Uh, and they're simply things that you hold in your claws and you flail around. It's one. It's a game with. It's it's a game where where one of the s s kind of sales points, kind of like Octodad, the dad yeah. catch, is yeah. how very ungainly the controls are. Yeah, I think they call this fumble core. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a very that's a very weird subgenre. It's like, hey, we're bragging yeah. about how unwieldy our controls are. Yeah, <laughs> you ever wanted to. Right? You ever wanted to be a surgeon but have to have a button for each individual finger? Yeah. Surgeon Simulator, everybody. <laughs> right? So other other games that I've actually been playing. Uh, Townsman, A Kingdom Rebuilt, which is a little town simulator. I'm like, I'm going to play a little town simulator game. I like those things. And I got it on sale for like four bucks. And uh, it's really fun. You build a little medieval town. Your little, your little uh, villagers go around and they... They pick up supplies from their little supply stores and they take them to their little shops and they sell them to each other. It's fun. But the big one is Mario Maker 2, which Neil got me for Christmas and Christmas. just had an update. Uh, or so, yeah, you got me this for Christmas. Yes, I did. And I said, yeah. Happy Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were not remembering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which just had an update today. Where you can now make worlds like Super Mario World. Like, so you can make sets of levels that fit together into a world and you go around into them. And boy, howdy, there are some good ones uh, that have already been made. So it's pretty awesome. I don't know if they like gave this to people who, I mean, I don't know, maybe some places besides America got it, got this update earlier, or whether it's just like they gave it to some people who are professional level designers beforehand. Or, or what but there's like several of them that are already been made and even though the thing just dropped today and the ones i played so far are real good so hmm. awesome mario stuff surprise you with boy howdy instead of mamma mia i mean it was right there <laughs> mamma mia <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's one i'm playing right now that's uh it has like so it's set up so there's levels you don't have to play in order to, you know, to complete the world. You know, there's kind of like they're off yeah. to the side or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's some ridiculously difficult ones. 
but not in the sort of like way that like if you played any Mario Maker or watched like videos of Mario Maker, they're like not insane in, difficulty level not ones. Not in the like, hardcore like Kaizo level. Yeah, you got your like pixel perfect speedrunner jump stuff. And that's not what this is. It's just really, really well designed. Like you can tell what you're supposed to do and it's just a really hard challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been playing a lot of that and feeling alternate, uh, alternately frustrated and uh, really good when I beat them. <laughs> alternately frustrated and super badass. Yep. That's like Dark Souls syndrome there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really good. Highly recommend Mario Maker 2. It's, it's apparently the last major update they're going to do for it. Uh, so it's kind of complete at this point. And there is just an infinite supply of awesome platforming to be had. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Switch, unfortunately, if you don't have a Nintendo Switch, now is not the time to buy one. Um, because <laughs> if because here, here's the thing. Um, everybody and their cat is trying to buy Nintendo Switches right now. Yeah. And as a result, um, enterprising uh, people have created uh, shopping bots to buy Switches as soon as they are available. Yep. Uh, so that they can then turn and around scalp. and yep. sell them and scalp them for five or six hundred bucks on eBay. Yeah, that was how it was earlier when the Switch like came out early. There was like not a not quite enough supply to meet the demand. So yeah, I guess, well, uh... right now they they can't. There there were supply issues because well, um, you know, yeah, for some the reason, pandemic and and factories were shut down. I was thinking about Switch. You know, were... uh, well, I was, was going to say um, <clears throat> the other half of uh, I mean, of course. The whole mobile aspect of it isn't as big of a selling point, but I thought about it. I'm like, well, okay, but it's like it's like a family friendly Nintendo brand thing. So you have like families, you got people like trying to entertain kids or do mm-hmm. quality time or whatever, and everyone's stuck at home. It makes perfect sense that you know that would be the go to console or whatever. Also, people seem to really love Animal Crossing, which just came out. I I personally do not see the appeal of that game whatsoever, and this is uh, from someone who's sunk. Probably a good year of his life in game into Minecraft. I mean, I don't know. Isn't a lot of it kind of like a yeah, like combination of Minecraft and Sims type thing? It, it's it, or, and for that matter, it's a lot like The Sims too. But I like, like Animal Crossing for some reason. I've 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 played a couple of the older games, and they just never they never caught my my. Um, my fancy. Hmm. Yeah, Sometimes stuff just doesn't click. That's that's how I feel about the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I just can't get into it. I stopped. I trying. didn't really well, like them was... until Metal Gear Solid Five. I really well, liked. It was, it was like me with. It was like me with uh, uh, with the game that you gave us. You know, I mean, it was oh, a yeah, good so game in a lot of. Yeah, with Undertale, I mean, it was a good game. Um, you know, had a lot had a lot going for it, but it. For whatever reason, did not click with me. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I, yeah. I, I liken it to like a genre of music that you're not necessarily a big fan of. Like you can see a quality example of it and be like, "Yes, I'm sure that is a very good thing." Yeah, people good. enjoy that kind of thing, but that kind of thing just right? isn't really my bag. Do it for me. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a genre. You know, people who are just not, you know, yeah, you're not a fan. 
So gaming wise, I've been playing The Witcher Three, which I have mentioned incessantly the last like few episodes. I'm not going to mention it again, but I thought I might mention the uh, the uh, the semi ironic game that I've been that I've gotten back into a bit, um, as well as its uh, its pseudo sequel, uh, which just came out recently. I've been playing a lot of Plague Inc. Evolved. Plague Inc. Evolved. That's ironic. Plague Inc. is uh, is a game um, where you uh, create a um, a disease and you attempt to infect and kill the world. <laughs> oh, it's the opposite. Uh, okay. I was right. thinking it was like uh, <laughs> no. Well, it, I mean, it, I have it, a tabletop game. It's literally called Pandemic. Yeah, it's it, it's the opposite of <laughs> Pandemic. Pandemic, you're trying to stop it. No, See. Plague Inc. You are playing as the virus. Well, that's what's so weird is that like I saw like on Steam they had like a thing where they're doing like a sale and they're doing all this like they're doing stuff and it's like it's so weird it's like oh hey we're gonna try to like you know we're gonna donate this to help and there's gonna be a sale in the game and the premise of the game is you're trying to wipe everyone out with the virus yeah nope. virus right and uh that same company recently released a game that has very similar gameplay but a different sort of concept called rebel inc escalation um where you um where you are playing as um, a newly appointed military governor to a war-torn region, attempting to stabilize the, attempting to stabilize it and and uh, defeat the uh, and and defeat the growing uh, guerrilla insurgent. Uh, um, Are you trying to stabilize it or pacify? No, you're trying to stabilize the region. That's the thing. Like. Your whole thing is okay. Well, um, all right. I got to get some soldiers to fight the to fight the insurgents, but I also like I need to I need to bring and uh, I, I need I need to bring uh, like sewers. I need I need to okay. We're going to develop sewers for this for this area. So mm -hmm. uh, so you know so that the people will like me because now they can poop. Um, <laughs> right <laughs> inside. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say they could poop for us. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's inside without getting dysentery. Yeah, it's been a, it's been, been a very interesting uh, game. The, the so Plague Inc. and its uh, and its sister game Rebel Inc., which is a different it, like it plays very similar similarly, even though um, even though like the premise is different. And then aside from that, um, I'm just about done with the main story missions for the. Uh, base game of The Witcher Three. At which point, then I will go on to the two expansion packs. <laughs> uh, well, I've been playing Skyrim a little bit too, mm -hmm. because you know, can't get out to play D and D in person. Yeah. So. Oh, um, the other thing I've been I've been uh, watching a lot. I've also been because uh because my the witcher is on my playstation and because i have a chromebook in my living room i frequently will be playing a game while streaming something on the chromebook um and there have been two <laughs> other things that i've been yes I, I am i am the i am that person that everyone complains about with their why can't you just do one thing because i mean i could but why why not do more than one thing well, I laugh because I'm often that same guy, but for different reasons. 
<laughs> I uh, I remember once I frustrated uh, I frustrated uh, my sister because I uh, was simultaneously playing a game, watching an episode of Doctor Who, and carrying a conversation with her at the same time, mm. <laughs> and managing okay, to I keep will. track of all three of all three things pretty well. Like I wasn't yeah. losing the I wasn't like. I wasn't dropping uh, the, the thread anywhere, and she mm -hmm. was frustrated because she just doesn't really like she can't do that very well. So, well, I will often be playing a game and looking for where is this town. <laughs> yeah, um, the main reason I typically have my Chromebook open is so that I can make sure that I'm not missing something in The Witcher Three. Like, I want to make sure that I get the good ending and things along those lines. But because um, th th this game is one of those things where you can do something like uh, hats off to CD Projekt Red. One of the reasons I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk if it ever comes out um, is like in The Witcher 3, I did something in the first, I think, hour or two of gameplay that had repercussions like eight hours down the down the line. Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize were going to have repercussions, hmm. but they did. And it was real. it was like, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because it's one of those things where you could do something and not even think about it for a second and have it come back to either help or haunt you um, at, at later. And in this particular case, it, the, the choice that I made was making the, was making a decision of the lesser of two evils. Um, and like, it was a very morally gray situation. So it wasn't like there was an obvious right choice to the, and that's kind of the whole, like, that's the whole shtick with the Witcher franchise, more or less. Mm -hmm. There are a few things where there's obvious, there's, where, there's one choice where it's obvious. Yes. Do this. And you're the good guy, do this. And you're the bad guy. But a lot of the questions are like, so, uh, do you slaughter this entire town or do you burn down this orphanage? <laughs> Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's bleak. Well, it's I mean, you don't actually. It's it's more like it's more like okay. Do you? Uh, it, it's more like okay. Sorry. Um. The, the the actual example here is okay. So, do you free the evil spirit trapped in the tree, and in so doing, release it to um release it to um to run rampant and destroy this town. Or do you assist the town in collecting child sacrifices for the for the spirit to keep it appeased? Uh, yeah, okay, I mean that's that's pretty messed up, but that that makes a little more sense. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and your real the the answer you really want to give is I don't really want to do either of those things. I'll leave and just don't right. come back. <laughs> <laughs> the problem right. is in this particular case it was a storyline mission. So you had to pick That's one. That's how they get you. <laughs> do I help the crones and and uh, and they'll eat the children, or do I let the and, and the crones will 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 um, destroy the city, destroy this entire village for its impertinence? Well, I like what you said there about like the choice being subtle, where it's just a thing you don't even give much thought to, and then like yeah. later on you'll see these repercussions yeah. because like. 
a lot of that stuff, you know, it kind of ruins the illusion and the immersion and the significance yeah. of it when it's like, you know, an old school, like Knights of the Old Republic style, like, hey, obvious fork in the road, big decision time. Yeah, right. And yeah. now, obviously, the, thing thing that, the, the dark side thing, yeah. that 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 very morally great situation isn't as subtle as the things that have that have come back to haunt me. But like dealing with uh, dealing with with the storylines for the Bloody Baron was just a real what was real hard because there were you, you didn't realize that things you were doing at the beginning of the game were going to matter. Right. <clears throat> so let me ask this, Neil. Yeah. To you, which was the lesser of two evils? Um, in this particular <laughs> case, I let the spirit run free and save the children. Fair enough. They because, are our future. Um, <laughs> well, well, because the village was actively sacrificing children. Yeah. So like, um, you're willing to. I, I was guys. really kind of willing to just say, "Okay, all you, all you motherfuckers, got to die now because you're sacrificing yeah. children to keep right." Y'all yeah. people need Jesus. <laughs> well, in a way, too, it's like there's like the culpability factor, right? Because it's yeah. like humans, which can be good or evil or a mix, and then the evil spirit's gonna evil. Like that's yeah. just the nature of the right. thing. Yeah. You know? So and like my, my whole standpoint that was, yeah, my whole standpoint was also the children are innocent, mm -hmm. right? So I, I am, I am creating Geralt of Rivia to be the uh, the defender of the innocent and the downtrodden, um, because I right. can, because he's my Geralt of Rivia. Also, <laughs> he's marrying Triss Marigold and not Yennefer because Yennefer's a bitch. <laughs> I really don't like Yennefer at all. Like she's yeah. such a selfish person. <laughs> so okay. So in geek news that I just found out, um anybody here a fan of leverage? Yes, I just I saw that too. They're going to be rebooting it, well not rebooting it, but like sort of continuing it. Right. Almost the entire main staff. On... Yeah. Mhm. Mm Almost the entire main cast is going to be returning, except for the guy who played um, Nate because um, sexual assault allegations. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we want to change that. <laughs> that out. Yeah, so 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 he's out. Everyone else appears to be back in as perhaps not main cast, but reoccurring cast. Mm -hmm. Well, Parker, cool. uh, Sophie, Elliot, and um, um, Partisan. I don't know why they'd get I don't know why they'd bring Sophie back because like spoiler alert for the end of Leverage, Nate and Sophie get married and retire and leave Parker Hardison and and uh and uh and Elliot to run the crew. So you could especially since you're not gonna bring Nate back because you know he might be a sexual predator. Um Right. At least until said allegations are resolved, because they are it is it is important to note they are allegations. Um, yeah, it's an important distinction to make. I mean, I remember there's that Chris Hartwick stuff that was like flying around, and then turned out like there was no merit to or, any of or that. Or like Johnny Depp, um, right? Who it turns out like probably was in fact not beating Amber Heard, and was the abused she, the was in fact the abused person yeah. because. Yeah. He actually has a case that hasn't been thrown out um, against her at the moment. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's important to note these are allegations. But like, especially if you're not going to try and bring Nate back, 
don't bring Sophie back either because they can just be off being happily married. Now nah, they'll bring her back because they want she has fans. Yeah, <laughs> right. That and um, that you know you could always just kill Nate off. It's true. Like or you know something. Man, I'm sorry about I'm I'm sorry I heard what happened to Nate and not even <laughs> elaborate. Uh, <laughs> yep. Which is, I'm sure, what's going to happen. But yeah, I I saw that too. It's going to be on Amazon Prime, which, uh, hey, I'm glad I have Amazon Prime. Yay. Yep. Um, But, oh, I'm sorry. Getting back to I've been streaming stuff while playing The Witcher 3. Um, I've been rewatching Community recently, which uh, now Uh is a really great time if you want to, to get into Community because it's on Hulu and Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a really great show. And I also, I'm only about four, about five episodes in, but I've really been enjoying Preacher, the uh, the AMC uh, adaptation of the uh, of the uh, comic book of the same name. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a lot of it, like it's it's been really good and really well written. So. And I don't know why I had so many negative connotations in my head for Preacher. I I. I, I very obviously had it confused with a different graphic novel slash comic book called Priest, which was pretty bad. Um, mm. When I when I when I looked into when I when I went into to to trying to remember what am I confusing this with because this is nothing like the comic that I remember. Not to be confused with Deacon or Reverend, right? Yes, <laughs> it was because this was Preacher, and I was thinking of Priest, <laughs> right? And Priest, are you thinking of the movie that had Carl Urban in it? Um, I think that was uh, an adaptation of the thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> because, yeah, that was that one had so much potential. No, speaking of uh, Maybe. adaptations I'm, I'm of a right. comic starring Carl Urban, Dread was awesome. Oh, yeah. Dread was awesome. It was it was very cathartic after the shit show that was Judge Dredd with Stallone in the nineties. <laughs> yes, God, I was yes, Carl Urban the the Carl Urban Priest was uh was an adaptation of uh Priest the Korean the Manhwa uh Korean comic of the same name that I read a bit of in high school and was not impressed by. Right. But yeah. And that one just Okay, am I still here? Yeah, you're still here. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying because that, that one either effectively just killed the buzz or I dropped it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, as far as uh, rewatches go, um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of watching, kind of not watching that '70s show. It's mainly been my my wife watching it, but you know, sometimes if it's on, <laughs> watching it, it's um. I mean, it's, it's a pretty consistently good show. There's some, there's some, you know, kind of like weak episodes towards the end, but uh, you know, that's certainly nothing unique. And it is kind of a weird time capsule to like go back and see like <laughs> certain mm-hmm. actors, uh, you know, at that like, like at that time when they're younger, when they weren't as famous, and some of the guest, uh, some of the guest spots, um, and you know, some of it. I mean, you know, sadly, it's you know, dead people because it's like 20 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you had um, like Isaac Hayes showed up at one point and Don Knot showed up at one point. Hmm. Also, yeah. it's interesting to see Ashton Kutcher without a beard. I haven't seen him with a beard, so you know. 
seeing Ashton Kutcher without a beard. Oh, Ashton Kutcher. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. He mostly didn't have a beard for most of his career, though. Yeah, yes, no, but the, like the, right. But anytime he shows up right now on on uh, ye oldie like media, he's he's in full. I've got a beard, and I'm pretty much de- de- dedicating <laughs> all of my life to uh, to uh, fighting um, sex trafficking at this t- at this point. Um, like that 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 that's his that's his deal at this point. It's, he doesn't really act anymore. He's yeah, also so like look at me, I'm an adult. Uh, so I guess. <laughs> he doesn't really need to either. All right. Uh we are running a little low on time. This was a fun episode. Um mm-hmm. I enjoy coming back to just what have people been doing? Be- and it's a good it's a good well to come back to because it's not something where like the answer changes from from episode to episode. Right. Right. I referenced it earlier, but um I did uh I did indeed binge Tiger King over the course of a couple days. Tiger King. <laughs> and uh they added a little there's an after show thing which uh, for a little community tie in here it was hosted by Joel McHale, who is like uh fascinated by the show and uh did a um took it upon himself to um suggest to netflix that he do a after show thing and he actually um like remote interviewed a few of the people that were oh, well. on the show um and of course it's called the tiger king and i which is an amazing <laughs> title. that's pretty good that's yeah. good yeah um i i take pride in the fact that i have still not watched any of tiger king and likely never will um and raise you a never seen titanic i've never seen titanic uh, either, I, will, so. I have seen titanic but i was married at the time um so i will see you never having seen tiger king have seen titanic but i will uh counter with never watched jersey shore i mean i don't know like that's a fairly common thing I feel like, yeah, but you know, it's my, it's my one, it's one of my. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's, it's definitely something to be proud of. It's just not as rare. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, thing, another thing I've been watching recently: uh, you can purchase uh, seasons of Red Dwarf on Amazon Prime. So, I am currently watching some of Red Dwarf on occasion. Nice. Well, that was a pretty because short they... show, wasn't it? Wasn't it just like a couple of seasons? No, they just did like a, they just did a season uh, and did a special um, that was all the rage. I mean, it started in ninety one, ninety two, and it has been. It's like Doctor Who has been around on and off since then. Oh, okay. That must have been one of those things where it had been in an off period, and when I was aware mm-hmm. of it, and I just thought it was like a few seasons or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Now it's. Uh, it's got several seasons, and they just recently redid. Uh, they just recently did a new season and a new special. Of course, I recommend using this time if you haven't. Uh, for if you want, if you want something to watch, um, Babylon Five is on Amazon Prime. Oh, is it? Ooh, nice. That's a good choice. Sweet. And I may have to do that. And is free. Like you don't have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. I will have to check that out. That is definitely on my radar. Oh yeah, Babylon Five, one of the most quotable series 
uh, up there with Firefly. Only it has five. Well, see, that's less intimidating for me than like all this Star Trek that I haven't seen because Star Trek is like, it's like, okay, there's all these series and there's all these things and where do you start? And it's so much of it, you know, it's just. Even the good ones have like really bad. That you can like skip if you know that they're coming because they don't have like a few seasons. Like, wasn't it relatively? Right. Yeah, there's only five seasons of Battle on Five. Yeah. And it was it was designed that way. It was designed yeah. that way. It, right. um, it was plotted out for a five season run. Uh, it had a five, five year, year mission, mission, if you will. Um, <laughs> we both got there. <laughs> right, right. Let me put it this way: if you like Babylon Five, I think you will like Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You must pick a single Star Trek series. Deep yeah. Space Nine is a good choice. It's not the only choice, but it is a good choice. Yeah. DS9's my typical desire. Like, if if, if I'm gonna, if if I was to point to a to a single uh, single Star Trek series to watch, I'd probably pick DS9 or Voyager. Yeah, DS9 for me is simply more quotable. I think one of my favorite quotes is uh, is uh, you know is Cork uh, and Garrick, um, you know, talking about root beer and how it's like the Federation. <laughs> so yeah um i i i uh i highly recommend looking up and and uh looking up the youtube video of all of the ferengi rules of acquisition (laughs) oh god yes (laughs) they have a very they have a very uh like like despite the the fact that you know they're they're a they're a uh you know they're, they're kind of bloodthirstily you know profit for the sake of profit like their their rule the rules of acquisition are actually pretty intelligent and and uh and reasonable business uh, um ways to go to go about operating a business cannily so it sounds like they're lawful evil then um they are they, they, they are, are they are they lawful are neutral. neutral, really. Like actually, Ferengi are lawful greedy. Yeah, yeah, that's lawful neutral then. Um, yeah, one of the one of the uh, one of one of the rules of acquisition is uh, is peace is good for business. The one right before that is war is good for business. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to get the two confused because they're literally the, the two adjacent law uh, rules of acquisition. Uh, <laughs> um, my other favorite, my other favorite uh, rule of acquisition is: from time to time, declare peace, just to mix things up. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. Uh, we are running low on time. Does anybody have any final thoughts or opinions or things they wish to share? Um, if you have a front porch, okay. get out on it. It's awesome right now. Yeah, vitamin D is good. Um, also, hey, in the comments, uh, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. But in the comments on our page, um, buy, you know, put in your make this make this inter- interactive. Put in your um, thing you've been binging on, thing you would recommend. Yeah, people. great idea. Way to drive the community, Ben. Uh, we'll put that. We have this on. <laughs> there's a com. There are comments on our website, on our Facebook page, and on our YouTube channel. 
Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel so that we can get a YouTube link that isn't uh, a letter salad. You have to have at least 100 subscribers so you can to become be a real boy. I didn't know you had a YouTube right. channel. I'll subscribe. Yeah. have to have right. at least 100 subscribers to be able to, uh, to have a YouTube.com slash your name. Until um, you have at least 100 subscribers, your YouTube channel is youtube.com slash uuax2 uh, capital r etc <laughs> yeah alphabet calling from a walkie talkie <laughs> yeah. neil is neil is uh, fantasizing about being a marine yes what? <laughs> oh it, most marines are the ones who use niner in uh, outside of radio i didn't use niner i said capital <laughs> r I, I subscribe. I dropped. My, a, I dropped the Niner reference. Okay. I mean, I I do use Niner from time to time because I learned the phonetic alphabet for work. But right, and five and nine are very similar. Yeah, and you then and, and that's why you put an er at the end of nine because that way it's differentiable from five. Right. Da, da, da. Oh, that reminds me. The five and Niner thing reminds me. Watched eight. Such a good movie. What, what, <laughs> what, 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 aliens. Oh, yeah. Oh, aliens. Speaking yeah. of quotable movies, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Hey, game it's over, been a man. long time. I'm like, man, this movie really is as good as I remember it being. It, it's, it like, it's, well. it does. it's a very different movie than Alien, but it's very awesome in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on our Discord page, by the way. By the way, we have a Discord if anyone wants to join it. Um. I just put the complete Ferengi rules of acquisition. It's an eight minute long YouTube video because while there are, I think 119 rules of acquisition, not all of them were said out loud. Um, yeah. Right. So. <laughs> <sighs> well, everybody, uh, we look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Um, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. Mike. And Ethan. And, um, most of us, at least, we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. We can't guarantee that Ethan will be another a reoccurring guest star. We're, I mean, he's around when we're recording remotely. Yep. And isn't and he isn't playing D and D, but that's true. Theoretically, eventually, we'll go back to recording in person sometime. Although I don't think immediately when the quarantine list lifts uh, would be particularly wise for <laughs> any of us yet. But right. So. Anyhow. We'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. Yeah, leave it. Leave a what you've been binging on in one of our many comment sections. We'd appreciate hearing from you. Bye. 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 This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter U and the number one hundred and ten. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, commenting, liking, subscribing on our YouTube channel, following us on on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, what have you. Pretty much anything that would help to build the algorithm. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing, supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. One upside to this whole pandemic thing, we're playing a lot more video games and watching a lot more TV.
should give us more to talk about, right? Right? <laughs>